Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Vox Tablet, the weekly podcast of Tablet Magazine. I'm Julie Subrin. Today, a Jerusalem love story. It's rare for so many reasons for an Israeli and Palestinian to fall in love. There are the physical barriers. Israelis can't enter Palestinian areas, and Palestinians can't enter Israeli areas without special permits. There are also cultural barriers. Israelis and Palestinians are, of course, enmeshed in a decades-long bitter conflict. But, as you'll hear in today's podcast, sometimes love can be found. A year ago, two 29-year-olds met each other through an online dating site, and something just clicked. One is from Jerusalem, the other from a West Bank village. Reporter Daniel Estrin brings us their story. It's the latest installment in our Hidden Jerusalem series. Well, the first chat with him was like any other chats in a dating website. His profile said that he's in Jerusalem, and he messaged me. He was a very good-looking man, charming, very intelligent, intriguing He was white, blue eyes, innocent. (laughs) I was speaking to him in Arabic, and he saw my pictures, and I didn't seem like an Arab. He thought I was fooling him. And uh, eventually I told him I was uh, Jewish, and he was shocked. And I asked him if there's a problem, and he says, no, no. He was not the first Israeli I talked to, but they all had a problem with meeting Palestinian guys. Some of them, they thought it would be dangerous to meet a Palestinian guy. Like maybe it's a trap or something. We were chatting every day, getting to know each other. And uh, it didn't take long time to suggest meeting the next Saturday. I still remember his face, how happy he was. I told him that you are in Jerusalem and I'm in the West Bank and uh, there is a wall between us that it's not a good idea to to draw expectations like we cannot really go far with it but he was so excited and he really wanted it and I also wanted it I uh, invited him to come to my house and he met my family They were surprised in a nice way. Like, wow, you're Jewish. (laughs) Later, my uh, family talked to me and they told me it would be a problem if soldiers come to the house and find him in our house. And uh, I agreed and uh, he stopped coming to my house. And then my mother once asked me about him. She said, uh, how is he? We don't see him anymore. (laughs) But mom, you asked me to stop bringing him home. She said, no, it's fine. It's okay if he doesn't sleep at our house. But if he just visits, it's fine. The same day or the very next day, he came to my house. Uh, he, He was like part of the family, you know. I don't know. We felt that... They know that we have something special, but I'm very sure that they never thought that we are in a relationship. I really can't tell what would happen if someone 
from Palestine knew if I that I am gay. People here in Palestine they say that oh that guy was talking like this he should be killed or something like this. I live in a big lie, which is hiding my sexuality, you know. I told my parents a few months after we started going out. They they were very against it. They said that um, that I should think about myself and if I want to mess up my future with this. I was smuggling him to Jerusalem almost every week in the weekend driving through the checkpoint in full confidence um, because the soldiers, if you look Israeli, they let you go. If you look Palestinian, they stop you and they check for permits. Of course he had to smuggle me because I uh, didn't have permission to enter Jerusalem. And even when they signaled us to stop or to slow down, I was speeding up like with full confidence showing them that everything is okay. You really don't need to talk to us. And it worked every time. Everything in the city was new to me. So I needed really to, to meet people, to go to bars. I, I loved meeting people and being myself with them. Like, you know, because I have been hiding it for the whole of my life, so it's the time to use to, to make up those years of hiding. We were in a party, in a gay bar, and uh, we went home back to his home. It was supposed to be the first time uh, that he would spend the night in my house. We were very excited about that. And all of a sudden we saw a police car um, going towards us, and the police officers went out, out of the, the car and um, asked for IDs. They usually do stop people in the middle of the night, usually looking for drugs. I think they were a bit surprised to find a, an illegal Palestinian. They asked if, if we were going to my home, and I said yes, and that's a felony to host an illegal uh, Palestinian. They asked me for a permit, and I told them I don't have a permit. So they just took us to the police office. In the interrogation, they asked us, how did we meet? What were we thinking? We didn't want to tell them about the nature of our relationship because there were stories of um, Israeli secret, secret services finding out that people were gay and using it as a tool to pressure them to cooperate. If you don't cooperate with us, we're going to tell your family or we're going to tell the Palestinian Authority. And it was less an interrogation and more a warning. Like, you can be friends, you can be whatever you want. Talk on the phone. Go to see him in his house, if you can go there. But why bring him to Israel? No, you can't do it. Eventually I was released and he was taken to the checkpoint and dropped at the checkpoint to go back home. 
after that, after we calmed down a bit, we knew that there was no other way, so I would bring him to Jerusalem again. For me, it was basically love. Like, I didn't want to hang it on the wall that, oh, we are a Palestinian and an Israeli. Guys who are in love, you know. But it also made me happy to, like, that we are doing something special, you know. And uh, at some point, I thought it would last forever. Yeah, we broke up a few days ago. It's very confusing. I cannot really separate the situation, the political situation, from our personal situation. But the fact is that I'm the one responsible for having this relationship because if I don't come to his place or bringing him to Jerusalem, then we won't be together and that creates a very uneven relationship it's to affirm the power relations that we have as two sides of the conflict is to bring it to a relationship it's not what I want to have I don't want to to reaffirm a situation that is uh, that I'm against Yesterday was a very difficult day. He sent his friend to take his stuff. Okay, I sent the stuff which are his own. Like he had a few underwears in uh, in my closet, but he he sent me my stuff, and they are all stuff I bought for him from New York. He never won this shirt. I really don't know what what he means by sending me. Like he's erasing me from his closet and his room. And anyway, I am more and more really not sorry about him. We had a very big love. And that's a, a very meaningful thing in every in everyone's lives. My hope is that he gains something from this relationship, and that that now he believes that love is possible in his life, and that new opportun- opportunities are possible. But I think it can happen only elsewhere. Not here. And I really wish that he would find his way out of here. Of course, Palestine is, is my country and I was born here. But for me, my, uh, my home is the place where I am myself. I really don't feel that Palestine is my home. I, I feel I feel like a stranger in this place. I don't want to to be confused if I broke up with my boyfriend because 
we just had issues or because of the political situation. I want to, to be it more clear to me. My intention is to leave the country because I had enough. Everything is against you. Everything. The law is against you. The situations of gays and Palestinian society is against you. The cultural differences are against you. Your parents are against you. This separation is so deep and when individuals try to break it, they they wear out. I'm I'm all worn out. Today's story was produced by Daniel Estrin. It comes to us courtesy of Bending Borders, a radio production house. If you like today's story, we would love it if you would share it with others. Just go to our website, tabletmag.com, search for Vox Tablet, click on today's episode, and then pass it on through Facebook or email or however you see fit. And while you're there, check out the other stories from our Hidden Jerusalem series. They really do show the city in a new light. As always, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I'm Julie Subrin. Come back next week when we'll be talking with Emily Bazelon about bullying. <laughs>